taking care of a loved one maybe you've been taking care of a loved one for a long time and wondering maybe you even feel guilty about being tired or exhausted and wondering what you can do about that is there anything to do about that our friends from LSS Living Lutheran Senior Services here to talk about caring for the caregiver today. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for their great support of Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Check them out in the sponsor section, kfuo.org. It is Thursday morning. Good morning, Emery. Good morning, Andy. How are you? Oh, splendid. A it's, little hot, maybe? It's a little warm here in St. Louis, but not bad. Uh, but, <laughs> not uh, bad. <laughs> I think my car said 103 when I got in yesterday. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, but 101 on my way home yesterday. But uh. but uh, I've found ways around it to, to stay active and and still uh, not be miserable. So. <laughs> I think a lot of us are miserable right now. We're waiting for that cool front to come in, but yeah. we might have to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. It's kind of cloudy right now, providing a little respite. Mm, respite indeed. That's a fun word. It is a it's fun, fun word. to say. And uh, kind of a, a segue to what we're talking about today, right? Correct. So um, Lutheran Senior Services, I mean, we specialize in older adults, um, but we know that there are a lot of people out there. Actually, there's 34 million people in the United States who are caring for a loved one over the age of 50. Um that's a huge number of people. And that's a great, man, talk about servant-heartedness of caring for someone, a loved one, um, you know, helping them with their needs. That's a great way to show love. But at that same time, we see it, you know, people ask us questions, you know, kind of that caregiver burnout mm -hmm. or that caregiver needing some relief. And so today I'm so excited. I have Erica Herman in studio with us. She's the social services coordinator at Merrimack Bluff Senior Living Community which is in Baldwin, Missouri. And she's going to share with us today some great information um, that you all who are listening can take home, um, can share with, with loved ones maybe who are providing care. Um, and it's just, it's a great way to make sure that those who are caring for other people are also cared for. A reminder as well, if you are listening but would like to see what's happening in studio, we always Facebook Live our KFUO um, times here. So you and go you to do want to see what's happening you today. You do want to see what's happening. <laughs> so if you go to Facebook.com slash Lutheran Senior Services, you'll see us all here sitting in studio having a great time today. We want to wave hi to everyone who's watching oh, there. Oh, but we're only sitting for a little while. We're only sitting for a little while, and you'll, you'll find out soon. So <laughs> Facebook.com slash Lutheran Senior Services. Erica, thank you so much for being here today with us. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you guys and your audience about caregiver support. So explain a little bit, what is a social services coordinator? Like, what do you do? Sure. So my background, I have a bachelor's of social work, which is a specialized bachelor's degree. I also have a master's in gerontology. Um, I 
specifically chose to work with an older population rather than um, children. I always tell my husband it's a good thing I don't work with pets or kids because they'd all be at my house. <laughs> and it's harder to have little old people in the back of your car and take them home. And he said, thank God for that because we have a lot of pets and children at our house. Um, so, so what I learned through my um, professional education is that as the boomers age, and we all know about baby boomers, baby boomers, baby boomers, they're just... Um, strapping the the needs of the younger generation for care, for services. And I realized that there are so many different resources that we can already tap into. But one of the things that I like to bring to my professional career is that spiritual side of things as well. Because yes, we can talk about dollars and cents of care, but when it comes right down to caring for ourselves, we have to be the best advocate for ourselves. And I know that through Jesus and peace that he brings, we can we can accomplish that. So at Lutheran Senior Services, I work primarily with the folks that are in rehab. These are folks that have gone to the hospital and they're in rehab before they can go home. Lots of times their family's in crisis because they realize that after mom's stroke or dad's broken hip or the advancement of Parkinson's type uh, disease processes, they're not sure what to do. Or you have a family member who's been a 24-7 caregiver and is just facing burnout. Their health is diminished and they, they're looking to me for some resources to kind of help them out. So that's why I'm so happy to be here because I get mm -hmm. to share with you guys what I get, what I have the privilege of doing every day. When one of the biggest stressors in life is, is when we have significant changes in life. So as you mentioned, some of those examples, when there's a, a major change in health and someone becomes a caregiver and maybe it's. It, it, you become a caregiver kind of overnight without a lot of preparation and without a lot of thought to, okay, how am I going to make sure that I'm healthy and well as I'm providing care for my loved one, for my spouse, uh, for my mother, my father? How, how do I take care of myself? We may not necessarily give a lot of thought or time to that because sometimes it just happens very mm -hmm. quickly that we're in that position. Oh, you are so true, Andy. And and like Erica was saying, we hear it all the time at Lutheran Senior Services, people who come to us and, and all of a sudden their situation has changed and they weren't really planning for that. And I think especially when it comes, you know, to caregiving, I think there can be a lot of guilt associated with thinking about your own health and wellness because you're there to care for someone else. But really what we keep telling people is the care that you provide yourself is reflected in the care that you can provide for you know your loved ones. And that's why it's so important today. So Erica, what are some ways that we can take care of our caregivers or ways that the caregivers themselves can? Through a lot of support. And we have um, community support services that we can offer through LSS, like our outreach social services program, which is tapping into a varied amount of of services in the St. Louis region. There are other community services in, in other states. Your Department of Health and Senior Services in your state can help you. Your county governments have programs. You'd be amazed at how many free programs or low-cost programs there are to help seniors living at home and, and be safe. Um, for the caregiver specifically, there are a couple of things that I always like to share. One is Caregiving can be a game of inches. It's incremental. It's not, you know, the running joke for social workers is you're one hip away from uh, <laughs> needing help. You know, you're one hip fracture away from needing total care. That's not necessarily true. 
with medical advances, we can live at home much longer. And so as caregivers, we kind of, we inch along, we take on a little bit more, we take on a little bit more and a little bit more. And we have to recognize when that little bit more has become too much. And we have to talk to people. Like you were saying, Andy, you know, we're not prepared for this. This isn't something. When we have children, we have birth classes that we go to. We talk to other people. When we're taking care of someone that we love that's older, we don't necessarily reach out to our friends and family and say, hey, I'm in this situation. What do you guys do? So hopefully the the next few things that I talk about will help you all understand that there are resources, whether through faith communities, whether through family, whether through government agencies, or just through perseverance of yourself, that there is support for you. What are some of the, the first things that as caregivers, when, when we're stepping into this role, what are some of the first things that we start to neglect um, that, that start to, you know, go to the back burner that, that we forget about? I think ourselves. Um, we we might we might stop caring physically for ourselves. We're not getting to the doctor as often. We're not taking pride in our appearance, um, our overall health. We we let things go. Maybe we're not eating healthy anymore. We're not drinking, so we're not staying hydrated. We're just so focused in on what are my caregiving duties for that day that we forget that there can be still. Uh, time for ourselves, even if it's five, 10 minutes out of every day, even if it's a half an hour while you um, are showering. I had a, um, a man tell me that his wife wouldn't take a shower unless the vacuum cleaner was running. And I, I don't understand. So he would literally turn on the vacuum and she would be comforted by that. So mm. it was the reason I bring that up, it was because it was the only way he could get her to do things. But he, he realized that she wanted to clean house. And so that gave him the opportunity while she was in the shower to just kind of relax. Now, the vacuum cleaner is running in the house. I'm sure it was a very clean house. But <laughs> he had that 15, 20 minutes while she was in the shower because she felt comforted that he was doing something else. Maybe it was he was staying out of trouble. I, I don't know. But <laughs> it, it's little things like mm-hmm. that that you can realize. Um spiritually, we need to take care of ourselves as well. And I I always recall, especially since I I consider myself a Martha, I'm task oriented. I forget to say, good morning, how are you today? And oh, by the way, I need these seven things done. (laughs) So I need to remind myself to say good morning first. So I, I think of the story of Martha and Mary and Jesus is visiting and Mary is at the feet of Jesus and she's really listening and in tune and and being present with him. And I can just hear Martha in the background banging dishes, doing everything she can to get some attention. She's back there taking care of all the tasks and she goes to Jesus thinking she has an ally in all of this and says, will you tell Mary to help me? And what does Jesus says? He says, Martha, you are so concerned with things that really aren't important. Mary has the better portion. And so what he's telling us is slow down, take that time, center yourself and pray. So I looked up a couple of things. I'm um, not a big formal prayer. I pretty much do off the cuff stuff, but you know, there's a great grace in taking five minutes out of your day and just saying a short prayer, whether it's asking directly for, for assistance from God, asking the Holy Spirit to say, please come and get me now because if you don't, I'm going to blow, you know, or stepping away from the situation in prayer is important. I brought a couple of resources today, which will be online later. Um, 
one of the things I liked is from guidepost.com. And they have, if you have a, a, an app, there's also apps for these two, by the way. I found there's like a whole bunch of information. But they're just short little blurbs. This one says, God, send your love. The other one says, Jesus, I need you in my life. Or Jesus, thank you for the grace of being able to take care of my loved one. So those are just little ways that we can center ourselves. And like you said, these are resources. We just kind of Googled a bunch of them that are out there. Um, And there's a lot of them because like we said, there's a huge number of people who are probably in very similar situations, Andy, to those who might be listening right now who are feeling a little bit of that stress, a little bit of that burnout. And I know, Erica, you found one um, that you particularly liked, and we thought we'd, we'd share that with everyone. So, if you're if you're listening out there, you're caring for someone, and you're you're feeling that stress this morning. Um, I hope this prayer comes to you just at the right time. Um, Erica, will you lead us in that? Sure. Dear God, we surrender our affairs and concerns to your divine care and love. We ask that you remove worries, anxieties, and fears to be replaced with faith, patience, and understanding. Please help us to know that your love and care is flowing into our lives each day. If only we can learn to open our minds and hearts to the gifts you've given us. We simply look at nature to see proof of the abundance you provide. We release all negative thoughts and strive to understand peace is our true state. We commit to being grateful for all that we now have in life, and we commit to seek help where help is needed. And we thank you, Lord, for the gracious gift of caring for our loved one. Amen. Amen. What a powerful prayer, a powerful statement, um, especially, you know, for those who are feeling a little bit of that stress right now. Erica, thank you for sharing that with us. So we've got prayer. We've got, you know, spiritual support as well. Andy, I'm sure you can speak to that. Sure. But make use of your, your, your pastor, your congregation, those who, uh, who you have the opportunity to study God's word with. As, we were, as you mentioned earlier, Erica, some of the first things that, that, that get put on the back burner are ourselves. And we forget that uh, not only that that phys- those physical things that we need, but also those spiritual things, that time in the Word. Make use of the opportunities that you have so that you can study God's Word with your with with fellow members, your congregation, or Bible study group that you might be with. Don't don't neglect those, mm-hmm. and you don't have to feel guilty about setting aside time for that too. So personally, I can relate to this. So my grandfather right now, um, we've had a little bit of a health scare there. And so my grandmother is now his caretaker. Um, And so yesterday my mom drove over to Wisconsin. They live there. Hi, grandma. Hi, grandpa. And, uh, and so that my grandmother could go to Bible study. And I think that's really important, that respite of just stepping away for a little bit to take care of yourself, because ultimately, like I said earlier, that reflects in the care that you can offer to your loved one. Um, so really important there. Church, Your church home congregation is a great resource. Like Erica was saying, there's other prayers, you know, support groups that are out there as well. Excellent resource. And we have tons of Bible studies here at KFUO too that you can listen to right there at home. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Tune in. So Erica, along with kind of 
prayer and and getting some respite to maybe go and, and be a part of a Bible study and getting your spiritual kind of cup filled there. What are some other ways that caregivers can take care of themselves? Well, you don't actually have to leave the house to do some stretching exercises and do some sort of physical activity. Um, I carry all the stress of my life in my neck and I can tell when I walk around like Frankenstein that <laughs> something is probably going on. So I have a couple of stretching exercises that I brought along. I didn't know, Anne-Marie, if you had oh, some I'm you wanted so to Oh, I am so game. I am so game. Ready? So, Let's do this. Um, if everybody would just take a minute to either, if, you're, if you can't stand, that's okay. There are a lot of caregivers that aren't able to stand up straight, but you want to make sure that you can at least separate your head from your neck. So try to lift it up as much. And then what I do is... I drop my chin down to my chest and I just hold it and you'll feel how tight it is at times and you just want to hold it for a couple of seconds and then take your right ear and put it down to your right shoulder and just let that stretching happen right here Thankfully, you didn't say right ear to left shoulder. That would have been hard. Yeah, that would have been hard. That's kind of like doing this, right? The patch Tapping your head and rubbing your tummy. Yeah, I forgot we were on radio. You can't see that. Okay. And then drop your head back. Now, this is good for those ladies that want that facelift later on. It stretches out your neck, but it also stretches out everything else. And then your left shoulder, your left ear. And then, ooh, you can hear me cracking as my arthritis kicks up. So that will stretch out the back of your neck Mm -hmm. and the front of your neck. And just do that two or three times. You'd be surprised. The more often you do it, the more flexibility you get. Then the other thing is your shoulders. A lot of people carry weight in their shoulders and in their back. So right now we're just going to do kind of the shoulder thing. And I know that we have um, frozen shoulders out there as mm. we get older. Our shoulders aren't as uh, flexible as we like them to be. So you could just, if you have the ability, just to lift up and shrug. And then kind of push them down and really work at trying to get those shoulders down. And then if you can bring them up and then roll them back. We did this in ballet a lot. <laughs> And then the other thing to do is just to kind of bring him forward and stretch out that top of that lower back. Now, some might say, why does it matter if I stretch? And so I, so my neck or my shoulders are kind of tight, but they're not really bothering me. Why does it matter? Why is it important to stretch? Well, I mean, it, it goes to your overall physical health as well. Um, if you have knots in your neck, eventually that's going to lead to knots other places. You know, I know when... Um, sometimes if I'm very stressed out and I have this crick in my neck and I laugh, I get this twinge of pain. Mm. Or we reach immediately for pain relief like ibuprofen or something harder. So we self-medicate in those situations. Or we're just tired. I mean, it's an overall healthy part of your day to be able to be flexible and to stretch. If you're doing physical caregiving, you also want to make sure that you're stretching out so that you can do those activities. I think stretching also... For me, stretching also gives me energy. You know, by by stretching, then I feel increases circulation. Right. Get mm-hmm. going. Yeah. My I feel favorite more alert. one is this: you get to give yourself a big hug. So <laughs> this, this is your hug, and it, what it's doing is stretching out the back muscles. Oh, you can pat yourself on the back for being such a great caregiver. But basically, Just wrapping one arm over the other, yeah, shoulder to shoulder, to shoulder to shoulder. Well, and I think another benefit of stretching is it forces you to take that time to slow down, to take a deep breath, kind of, you know, focus on what's going, you know, blocking out what's going on around you, focusing inwardly um, and just, you know, even if it's one to two minutes, you're taking that breather of Mm -hmm. 
calming down. At uh, LSS Merrimack Bluffs, we do chair chi for our residents that are wheelchair bound. And it's pretty much the same thing. It's a way to be able to center ourselves and and get that flexibility going. And it works wonders. So why not for the caregiver too? Exactly. I found that during stretching, that's a good time for, for me, that's a good time for prayers as well. Uh, During that, that quiet time, I'll stretch and include my prayers. Sometimes uh, I may not necessarily be as mentally focused to to think of things myself, so I referred to the prayers that I already know, too. That's a time when mm-hmm. I'll do the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer during that stretching as well. It also helps provide timing so I know how long to hold the stretches. <laughs> yeah. And you're breathing while you're, if right. you say them out loud, mm-hmm. right. it keeps your breathing going, right. which is good because I have a tendency to hold my breath, and we shouldn't be doing that. So along with kind of, we've we've talked about prayer, we've talked about stretching, um, we've touched upon this a little bit, but the respite, the fact of of physically getting away for a little bit. And Erica, you say a lot of that, you know, people are offering, you know, the ability to come and help and to stay. And really, we need to be taking them up on it. Yes. If somebody says, just let me know if there's anything I can do, say, yes, there is something you can do. People's lives are busy. We think that we're imposing on them. But if someone is offering to even spend a half an hour at the house so you can run to Walgreens and get Diet Pepsi, which is my beverage of choice and a magazine, <laughs> then then let them do that because that's something that they're willing to do. Um, so there's informal respite stay where you have friends and family that come in and give you a break anywhere from, like I said, 30 minutes to four hours or to a day. I know one family, there are seven siblings and they each take a day so that they don't burn out. And that took a lot of uh, coordinating mm-hmm. between the seven siblings to make sure that, and they have a calendar and, they, and it works well. Um, it can be as simple as sitting with someone at church and, and being with them so that that person can go and, and talk with a friend. Making meals for someone is another big issue. As women, I am not the cook, but I hear women. a lot of women do. <laughs> um, they make these terrific meals and they're served on time. And I would find that completely overwhelming. So if somebody brought me a casserole and I didn't have to go to the grocery store and it was microwavable, I would be in seventh heaven. And that allows me more time to be able to do something else. So respite stay can be very formalized also, like having a paying a private duty caregiver to come in for a certain number of hours a day, maybe to help with bathing, maybe to help with light housekeeping, meal preparation. It could be an adult day club where people are like a senior center, but folks have the ability to really socialize with other people in their peer group. Uh, and it can also be overnight stays. A lot of long-term care communities offer respite stay, even assisted living, where you prepay for, you know, a week, 10 days, whatever, um, and then you have that ability to be away from the whole situation. And I think the biggest thing there is the community that we have around, you know, our families, around ourselves, you know, people are there for you. A a lot of times, you know, if you have extended family and they live elsewhere, you know, you've got some friends, a a church community surrounding you and they want to help you because, you know, they love you, they care for you. They see, you know, that maybe you might be struggling. And the biggest thing, yeah, is, is to reach out and say, yes, I do need help. And that I think can be the hardest issue is saying, yes, I do need help. Um, But that's nothing to be Mm -hmm. ashamed about. That's nothing, you know, to think that you can do the caregiving all on your own, you know, you don't have to. 
If you find yourself sleeping with one eye open because the person you're caring for is roaming around, we see that a lot with folks that have dementia type symptoms. Their days and nights are getting mixed up um, and they're up and they're, they're just adventuring through the house, as I call it, opening drawers, looking around. You're, you're, sleep, you're sleep deprived at that point. So that's when a friend can really help. If they can give you an hour nap during the day or come over and help with the, with the evening routine. When someone says, just let me know if there's anything I can do, say, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. And, and be realistic about what that kind of help would look like for you. And it might even be saying, yes, let me think about that for a little bit. And can I give you a call tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a definite possibility. Um, and like I said, it's a great way, the community that you have around you, um, to find support in that way. So Erica, thank you so much for, for bringing your expertise, your experience, because um, I know that every day you help families with this um, as the social services coordinator at Merrimack Bluffs, and we thank you for your time. Well, thank you. It was a great privilege to be here. So thank the you. prayer that um, we said earlier, we're going to post that up later. Um, so that way, if you want to pull that down for yourself so that you can say it, you know, whenever you need a little bit of encouragement we'll put that up later um but again erica so glad to have you we have just about a minute left what's what's coming up next oh i'm very excited about this so two weeks from now um when we're back here on thursday joy brother who is our director of move-in resources and resale will be here in studio so Joy and her team of move-in specialists, I mean, they are so good about figuring out the whole packing process. So if you're looking to downsize or declutter, Joy is going to give us a lot of great tips as well as sharing um, some inside news into Hidden Gems Resale, which is our resale shop here in um, St. Louis. So you'll definitely want to tune in then. And if you want to see what's in Hidden Gems... Oh, they're, they're on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yes, they are. If you search Hidden Gems, you'll find them there. And they post pictures of kind of their newest treasures. Um, so if you want to get a sneak preview, um, go to Facebook, search for Hidden Gems. And while you're there, make sure to stop by the Lutheran Senior Services page. We've got a lot of great resources there. You can go back and rewatch this video as well. Erica, thanks so much for coming over today. Anne-Marie, always great to have you in studio. See you in two weeks. Sounds great. Coming up in just a little bit. We revisit a conversation with Benjamin Helge, missionary serving the Lord in the Czech Republic. Stick around for more right here on KFUO.